welcome to the wrestling podcast that's not just for wrestling fans. This is the Smarky Horror Podcast Show on Two Finger Guns Club Network. My name is Zach and I'll be your host. No, master. This whole month I've been doing this Rocky theme and I didn't think to step out the word host for master. That would, that would have been perfect. I'm annoyed. I'm sorry. I'm annoyed with myself. Ugh. Moving on. It's Halloween, and I hope you're making the most of it wherever you are, under whatever circumstance you find yourself under, but I hope I can make your day even better. I'm sure I can make your day even better because I have my biggest guest to date on this podcast. Whether you know him from WWF's Golden Age and the French-Canadian tag team The Quebecers, whether you know him today as a former Ring of Honor world champion, or somewhere in between, the man behind one of the most surprising career reinventions in wrestling history, the French Frankenstein himself, PCO joins me on the show. Uh, we're talking about wrestling, specifically his run in Ring of Honor and how they're they're getting the ball rolling again and doing so safely in the COVID world. We're also talking about his huge ambition involving Olympic Stadium here in Montreal, and we're talking PCO Justice, the web series following PCO and his creator Destro serving justice to the criminal underworld of suburban Quebec. All that good stuff and more after these short messages. Hi there, all you lovely listeners. As we walk around and contemplate this, the craziest of all years, I'm sure we're all thinking about all the repulsive monsters that constantly seem to pop into our news feeds every day. But we're not going to talk about those. Myself and some of our friends would like to talk to you about other repulsive monsters, the repulsive monsters of fiction. We're going to come up with a list of some of the most absolute disgusting and hopefully come into consensus on which ones of them are truly the nastiest of the nasty. If this sounds like something that's up your alley, then please tune in to the repulsive monster event on Rocketman Explores, the RME on the RME, this coming October 31st, which of course is Halloween for those of us who are unaware. Hope to see you there. And we're back. And this is a little surreal to me because I'm speaking to a legend in wrestling. Um, He's someone I grew up watching in the ring. He's presently making Ring of Honor his stomping ground. I'm welcoming PCO to the show. PCO, man, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. Thanks, Zach. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on on that show, especially uh, around this time, which is uh, Halloween time. Yeah, happy Halloween. Perfect timing. Yeah, absolutely. And like on top of the timing, like uh, Ring of Honor has recently gotten started again. So the timing is fortuitous in that, in that regard as well. You know, the Pure Championship uh, is going. It's get, getting high praise across the board. Um, and that's scheduled to end this weekend. Uh, the air date of the podcast is supposed to end this weekend. Um, what can you tell us about like the protocols that uh, Ring of Honor is putting in place in regards to uh, keeping everyone safe? Yeah, I just came back uh, last week uh, yeah. for... Uh and other tapings and um it's it's insane it's uh, it's really really safe and really good the pr- protocol is uh, first uh, before leaving home uh we got a f- the first kit the first kit test and uh we're on zoom and then we're doing it on zoom with the doctor in vegas because mm-hmm. uh, i think uh it's the best uh, clinic there for for testing it's in las vegas so we're we're, we're doing business with them so uh, then I put that in a uh, UPS package and then I have to go to the States because it's medical stuff. So I'm from Canada. So I have to go across the border and then drop it in a uh, UPS box. And then I get my result. Once I'm negative, then I know I can fly. 
then after that, maybe three or four days after, I got to go to the airport and fly. And as soon as I get in Baltimore, whatever Baltimore, whatever the, the bubble is, wherever we're taping, we get tested. Uh, let's say I get there on a Monday night and then Tuesday morning is the test. And that Tuesday night, I get my results. So I can't get out of my room until I get my results. So once I get my negative result at night, then I can start, you know, for, from Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, I can go out with a mask. And then uh, the Thursday we start uh, all the, let's say, uh, promos and things like that. And then Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, there's tapings. And it's uh, a match per half hour. So every match, they change the, uh, the canvas, put a new one. So if, if there's 10 matches during the day from, let's say, 6 in the morning to 6 p.m., then at 10 canvas and... Uh, they disinfect uh, all the robes, uh, all the dressing room between each and every person that sits there. We all have a separate, uh, we're two per dressing room, six feet apart. It's very, very safe. That's the way we, we operate. And uh, the last taping, no, no case at this taping at all, you know, at all, no case at all so far. Everything's been cool. Everything's been safe. Everything's been like on schedules, like, you know, nobody's been like missing for, for being positive, at least, you know, that's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, as a fan, I'm eager to watch a lot of wrestling, but it's nice to know that I can do so in good conscience, not worrying about uh, yourself and the, and the other talents uh, being in harm's way. This is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And before like the original like lockdown, when the pandemic really sprung up on us, you yourself, you had a lot of uh, momentum going forward, as did Ring of Honor as a company. Do you feel like you're starting to get back on track uh, from where you were before lockdown? I, I felt uh, I felt good at the last tapings. And I felt like, uh, yeah, of course, we we don't have the energy of the crowd. And that's that's a big 50 percent of the of the heart is missing, uh, at least, if not more. Uh, and then it, it tells you how important the fans are to, to our business. And um, uh, but uh, we still have to function without it, and we and we have to perform, and we have to put the best show that we can. And uh, I feel like I I did just that, you know, performing and in, in front of nobody. But um, I felt like everybody was given like their. 120% and everybody's working hard and everybody's trying to uh, give the, you know, serve the, the crowd at home watching TV and watching on YouTube and watching everywhere where it's available. Uh, I feel like uh, we're given everything we've got to, to serve our, our public the best that we can. Absolutely, man. Been watching uh, the pure tournament. It's just like it's incredible to watch. Even even without an environment, the live environment, it's disappointing not to have. But I think the company is really doing uh doing marvels uh, with the in ring storytelling right now. It's great stuff. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is, and it kind of brings us back to the roots of, of pro wrestling. And sure. I think it's there's no other great timing that what we're going through right now to do this, and then to have the people to connect with the the roots of pro wrestling was really the base of pro wrestling. So it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Now, now speaking of fans, uh, recently you declared a very lofty, lofty goal. And I love this. Uh, you're aiming to bring 80,000 fans to the Olympic stadium here in Montreal. I got to ask, man, what's on your vision board to make that happen? Oh, so many things. And, uh, and also I really have like, um, 
I've I've done that on many occasions on different different things. Like my my comeback was like that too. I remember when uh, uh, I was at Starcast. Uh, I was not even signed yet by Ring of Honor, and uh, I was uh, I got interviewed by Bully um, Ray and David Lagrega, and you know they asked me. Uh, what I wanted to achieve. And, 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 and it was like, I think I said it was the WrestleMania against Undertaker, but mm-hmm. it ended up being, uh, I became the uh, Ring of Honor world champion and I signed uh, with a, a three-year deal, which was like a, an awesome, like great deal for me. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the, the best deal that I've ever signed. And I had like uh, the best uh, year of my pro wrestling career. 2019 was the year where I was the NWA Tag Champs, the NWA Crockett Cup, you know, winner. Uh, yeah. uh, Ring of Honor, six-man tag, a world six-man tag champ, the uh, the Ring of Honor world tag team champ, and the Ring of Honor world heavyweight champ. Yeah. So, so by, uh, by putting that goal, you know, ahead, and it's in two years from now, a year and a half, two years from now, so well, what I have to do is I have to do every single day. I have to do something about the Olympic Stadium is going to get me closer to the eighty thousand people to the Olympic Stadium. So um, uh, it's uh, multiplying my uh, my resources, my contacts, my uh, my networks, and uh, so you know I've got a tons tons of things booked. You know uh, I'm going to. Uh, the Canadian uh, Army Force. Uh, I'm going to do some like uh, tactic shootings with real, you know, uh, machine guns and things like that. And then, and they want, you know, the the Army Force. They really want me to. Uh, they they all want me to to be there, and they want to ask me questions. And so, and they're going to publicize the video on their uh, web pages and and things like that. So I think. Uh, just to have all the militaries on my side, I mean, that's that's going to be a huge, uh, you know, huge step. So I'm going to talk with their generals and all, all kinds of things like that. Um, I've, uh, I've got, like, different sponsors who are, are on board. I'm meeting another one tonight. Uh, like, you know, this is people connected with the Eastons, the baseball bat, and things like that. So... Um, but every day, you know, uh, making a move towards that. And uh, it's not just a goal there in, in two years. Oh, nothing is happening. So it's not going to happen. It's like I make sure I do everything that I can every day to, uh, to get closer to that, 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 that goal. And um, so it's uh, and, and building that up, you know, it's a, I think everything's going to kind of, pieces of puzzle that's 50% or 75% of like hard work or 25% of like <laughs> I'd say fate or something <laughs> like that you know <laughs> where you uh, just just believe in the end that's gonna everything's gonna gel together and it's gonna it's gonna happen I'm just visualizing that scenes over and over uh, multiple times per day and uh, so you start to get that feeling and, and that it's going to happen and you start to feel the, the energy from, from the crowds and everything. And so it's, uh, it's, it just fuels me 
to to go towards that direction. So every single moves during my career, during my day, during my workouts, during my videos, everything that I do, that purpose is to sell out the Olympic Stadium. Of course, it's a, it's going to be all about also meeting people from the city of Montreal and, and to maybe have them to partnership on a venture like that. And it's, there's a lot of work coming Surely. You know, at me. But yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's worth uh, be worth it. You know, I'm sure at the end of the day, once it's all said and done, uh all the work uh, will be uh, worth it you know so i'm uh i'm thriving on that absolutely when you said uh, earlier that like a big fraction of this is uh, is fate or luck i'm reminded of an old adage that luck is just what happens when preparation meets opportunity and you're clearly putting in all the work and that opportunity is going to happen and when it happens i am getting a ticket i am getting a front row <laughs> ticket. i'm gonna be at that bell center screaming for pto <laughs> the, the, the olympic stadium man yeah, absolutely. Is the Olympic Stadium, because uh, uh, for me, my my thinking is, okay, we sold out the Madison Square Garden in 20 minutes uh, with what we've got at Ring of Honor, the Honor Club, you know, the fans are there. They, they're the first one to be, you know, to get a email, to get notice, okay, this is going to happen. And I, I know, like, uh, that we, we sold, like, probably... 12, 14,000 tickets just with 100 club members. So uh, once we, we sold like 20,000 or 21,000, the, the the equivalent of the Bell Center in tickets, yeah. then you can go with your popular prices ticket. You know, everybody is going to be on up top on the deck, you know. Uh, you can't go with $20 or $10 a ticket for because it's so far away and the only thing you're going to see something is on the giant screen. So uh, I think, you know, just the, the experience, you know, just to have like a full stadium and, and just for a great wrestling event. And uh, I think uh, it's going to turn to be like a, a nice weekend and, and uh, people will be, they will want to be part of that massive experience absolutely absolutely something something at that scale here in montreal that's like a wrestling fan's dream especially a local wrestling fan yeah. of a thing uh yeah. now i heard you share this little story a few months back on spencer loves podcast with win column sports and i don't mean to get redundant but this is a halloween episode so i do have to ask you a little bit on the thematic question i just want to know how the nickname of french frankenstein came to be uh Seriously, uh, it was like just some uh, commentators that, that gave it to me. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was a metal W in 2018. And uh, I don't know, it's maybe because they were based in Florida and uh, uh, Mr. St. Laurent, you know, uh, they, they have like a French newspaper over there called uh, Soleil, the Sun. <laughs> and uh, maybe it came from him or... I don't know if it was from Court Bauer. I don't know uh, really what the reason why, or if it was just Tony Schiavone that just came up with it. But I started to, you know, watch the show, and then I was hearing like, "Oh, the French Canadian Frankenstein," and I know that was really cool because when we first shot the episode of uh, PC Monday Night PCO and Destro, it was. Uh, it was the Frankenstein. That was the electricity, the car battery, the cable jumpers. 
and I was like, you know, resurrected. So it was all about the electricity and the, the it was the concept of Frankenstein. And so when they, they said that, and, and I thought that was, uh, was cool. Yeah. So I kept, I kept on saying it and I kept on bringing it over and, uh, yeah, so that was that was really cool, and uh, it fits uh, everything I do, and um, it fits me. It's uh, it's who I am uh, as far as like that feeling, the pain, uh, the tolerance to pain. That's uh, is an un- unbelievable gift that I have, and I don't take that much credit for it. I just I just love taking risk and uh, and going through some pain because uh, I, I don't know it's just uh, I was like that when I was a kid and I grew up like that and uh, in the 90s I was trying to sh- kind of to introduce that in my wrestling style but like people looking at me well what's the point of all that but then then in 2018 everything was making sense <laughs> so <laughs> I was so glad, so happy that uh, I could, you know, use the style. I mean, it would make sense because he's not human. You know, he's always uh, getting up and then always keep on fighting and get down, back up and get him down and back up. And that's basically also a a side of me in my life where I was put down many times by life and then I always came back and then... uh, even when you least expected me to come back, that's when I came back. <laughs> it was very uh, surprising. I was the only one probably who knew that I was I was going to come back one day, but uh, that's cool. And you came back that. swinging, man. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and Perfect Creation 1, uh, it's not exclusively found in the ring. Uh, you're also doing the web series, PCO Justice. This is a great show, so much fun to watch, following your the mad exploits of yourself and uh, creator Destro. Uh, yeah. you know, please tell us, uh, summarize, tell us a little bit about the project and how it came to be. Well, I just felt that uh, at one point that we have done a lot of feats of strength, a lot of uh, workouts and a lot of things. And I, I just I just felt like I need, needed to change gear a little bit and to go and something more like a series or, uh, you know, a movie style or because... Mm-hmm. We wanted to get that with the perfect creation one or the French Canadian Frankenstein, like really as a superhero, uh, superpowers character, and almost like a, a bit of gore style, but uh, just for some episode, you know, very sometimes it could be really horror, but more like a Quentin Tarantino type of deal where. It's so much that you can almost start laugh, you know, or depending on the people, how you look at horror, you know, for me, when I look at horror now, like a lot of the times it's, it's so too much that you start laughing. Yeah. So that's why we want to um, exaggerate things that it's a great entertainment for people who are watching it, you know? Yeah. And we're trying to pass messages from all kinds of sorts of people and the past my own messages also that I think sometimes they're good for not quitting on something or just keep on driving or or sometimes you get a little bit like get taken away by uh, different aspects of life or I just have that one episode in my head that's not too long ago where Avery uh, 
tells Destro that PCO is not a slave to justice. Why can he have a glass of wine? Why can he relax? Why can he watch some TV? Which is like a lot of people are, can relate to that because uh, we hear that all the time. You know, oh, I'm so stressful. Well, I need a glass of wine to decompress. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just take it easy a little bit and just to ease up, you know, on, on different things. So we're, we're trying to have people to connect you know, and, and, and the different uh, scenes with the characters and what, what, what it's all about. And uh, it's, it's always cool to see like someone who can fly and bring justice to the world. Right on. Like the show itself, it has a very uh, like do-it-yourself spirit. Um, are you producing the entire series yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm producing and uh, I'm also uh, writing screenplays uh, with uh, some help. I got a a guy on, on Twitter, uh, Nikita Roberts, uh, he helps me uh, quite a bit. I got all my ideas. I share it with him. We uh, we brainstorm about it, and, and then Destro is involved in the process too, very much. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I'm talking to Destro about okay, this and that and that, because I know what he wants and what he doesn't want as a character, and then. I put everything together and then Nikita like puts us all on paper and everything. And then we can send a copy to all our, our casting. And then, uh, so they, they know what kind of day, cause it, it takes like, um, if we want to shoot like, like three episodes of like two or three minutes and like two, two minutes and 20 seconds an episode, it takes, uh, six to eight hours now we're very well organized we have a tv studio we have like a lot of things that we didn't have at first first we were shooting on many many different locations like now we we, re, we try to restrain our locations and to be organized and we try to shoot everything around that same area so we're saving a lot of traveling time and a lot of um, setups and you know it's a lot of work put something together like that that's, that's a lot of work. It's so many hours per week. I mean, yeah. And then I, I'm not putting it all together. I have someone to do that. Okay. Like, uh, I do the editing, but when I get sent that rough draft, then I say, okay, I want this scene. Maybe you shouldn't talk there or this, or we should like do this and this. You know, then I send back tons of notes <laughs> and then I have another version. And then we improve again. So it could be back and forth. Like we can go to four or five versions before I approve it. Right. But at first, at first, at first I was doing the editing at also until I found that guy who's great at editing and uh, great at special uh, VFX and special effects and things like that. It's been a process also. We've been uh, evolving uh, along that series and uh the goal is to put all those 220 seconds all together and, and to, we're not going to be ready for Halloween, but that, that would have been great to come out with that movie during Halloween. But there's no there's no, no places to watch it other than maybe social medias. We're going to end up with a, an hour, 35 minutes, an hour, 37 minutes, maybe. Uh, we're going to end up with a full movie. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll probably put that on DVD and... Uh, Show it in a couple theaters uh, to bring the wrestling fans and the, uh, the people from the industry in Quebec. And then we'll see. Maybe we'll have a presentation in Hollywood. We'll see how it goes. That'd be somewhere. a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. 
all that also to um, pass that message for, for the Olympic Stadium in 2022. Just part of uh, another step on the way up, you know, so. Kind of like a precursor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. PCO and then get the stadium attention. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Tarantino earlier. I'm wondering if you have any other like direct influences, uh, inspirations for the series. Yeah, there's a guy from France who uh, did a lot of uh, hit, like uh, yeah, the I think the movie Lucy and the uh, the uh, Taken One Two Three, and the Taxi One Two Three Four Five, and the sure. same as uh, Luc Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. It's been inspired by him. So Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, of course, uh, of course, uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> You're envisioning yourself as a Stallone Schwarzenegger uh, on set? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. See, but uh, I like it. I like I like what I do. I really yeah. enjoy everything that I do in my life right now. I'm, I've never been so, uh, so happy with what I'm doing, uh, wrestling with Ring of Honor, um, Every time that I have to put on a show, get in the ring, every time that I step in the ring, every time that I step out of the ring, every time that I go to a TV taping, a pay-per-view or a TV show, just what I always wanted to do. So, uh, of course, you know, uh, being so happy and uh, full of gratitude and uh I think it shows, you know, that's, it's just, uh, it just brings more stuff and it's, it's constantly evolving and uh, I'm having fun with all this. I would love for that series uh, to, uh, to get more attention and to get more budget and to get more uh, professional people involved in, and then to be able to share uh, my ideas and to entertain a larger group of people with, with uh, the, that tier movie stuff for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, in regards to your team, like uh, obviously Destro is a part of the series as well. You've also got a Montreal wrestler, Black Dynamite, serving as yeah. the uh, villain uh, prophet. Uh, who else do you have working on the project with you, like in regards to on screen talent? Well, uh, I've got uh, Michelin Chartier, who's uh, Avery. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's, uh, She's done tons of stuff for, uh, as an actress. Uh, she never had like the first role in anywhere, but she's been working hard on, on different, uh, you know, productions and things like that. So that she's she's doing like an amazing job. Also, uh, well, most of the people are from Montreal because that's where we shoot. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get though the that that real, you know, not so much like me and Destro. The still doesn't have so much of an accent. I have, have like a, the, but it's okay. I'm the French Canadian Frankenstein. So, but yeah, I'm trying yeah. to have like people that their first language is really English, and and try to have like a few uh, French Canadians or Quebecers as well, and then I'm trying to get like mix it up all over the place. And uh, I got um, the guy who's doing like the editing. He's also a. Uh, that's why he's good because he used to edit for uh, different. Uh, band when they do videos and things like that so he works a lot on that and he's also a, a singer for uh, the band Latina okay. and so uh, so he knows his stuff and he, he knows uh, how to mix music with uh, the emotions of the image and things like that I mean 
with the budget that we have, you know, we don't have like the greatest budget, but uh, we're trying to get the best as we can with what we've got. That's what we're doing basically. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. But, but sometimes it could be like on the casting, let's say I have to bring like fighters and, and people like that. We can be 12, 14, sometimes or six, eight, five, you know, it depends on the, on the days and, the main thing uh, I would say is to get the great locations all the time. You know, that's that's the tough tough thing to do because we've really? been in like so many places, yeah. so many on the yeah. side of a river, on, on a cliff, on a uh, need a uh, so store, a convenience store. Uh, you know, the hardware store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all kinds of store. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, like you said, Ben, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun for you on set. It's a lot of fun for us to watch. It's such a such a fun series. Um, and before I let you go and give you like a moment to plug your social media and whatnot, I'd like to ask, like, what do you hope the audience, when they're watching PCO Justice, what do you hope they take away from watching? I think they have to uh, feel the uh, a little bit of the human side of the monster. Uh, that yeah, he's he's also a monster and he's not human, but he's got a, like that human side of sometimes he doesn't want to deceive someone or he doesn't want to uh, say no or he's squeezed. Uh, but but mostly he's showing guts and he's showing a relentless courage and the fighting aspect of uh, uh, basically. Let's see if you enter a race uh, because I did that you know that's how the Olympic Stadium started all about is like uh, it's really close to what I live in my life basically that's what I believe in my life it's I'm trying to to pass those messages in the in the series but it's like uh, to uh, kind of uh, I'm going to put it this way Uh, your mind always tells you sometimes uh, those things you know what I was saying you need you do, you know, a glass of wine. Uh, why you don't get a pizza now? You've been like on a diet for five, six days. Or I, I feel like the mind always wants to bring you back to the comfort zone. And while you're pushing out of the comfort zone. And when I ran that 70K, 70 kilometers from right. uh, yes. Sabrevois to the Olympic Stadium, that was my first move on the way to, okay. I'm going to see how much I want to make that happen. I'm going to put myself through hell. And if I want it enough, and if I'm all beat up, if I, if I can't go anymore, but I decide that I will go because I'm in charge of my mind. I don't let my mind all the way after 20 kilometers when my feet were gone, they were bleeding. They were, I was finished. Uh, my mind was saying, no, you can't go no more. You have to stop. And I decided that I was in charge of my body, of my machine. My mind, I, I told my mind to shut up. And I said, now, from now on, I was going to take over me, myself, not what my mind says. And then I, I kept on going. I kept on going. And uh, my mind the whole time was telling me to get out of there. My mind wanted to be to, to exit that uh, sacrifice, that pain, that that goal, she didn't want anything. My mind didn't want anything to do with it. So it's the same thing. And I'm, I'm trying to create with the, the series where PCO is not listening. 
Well, he has some weak moments sometimes, like a human being, but being not human, he can step over that barrier and uh, do what uh, people wouldn't do usually. And by by doing that and by picturing that, it's, uh, it's what I think worked for me. That's why I got where... And uh, I got where I wanted to get, and that's what got me there. And if I can share that with people to, or don't listen to that voice, that, that the easy way or the shortcut or go hard, basically, kind of stuff, then I feel like I'm, I'm passing my message and uh, I'm achieving that where uh, it's all about uh, going forward and uh, not getting stopped by anything and right. accomplishing it. Well, the main thing is to accomplish the mission. The mission. You know, the mission has to be accomplished. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up the run because, uh, you know, I could talk to you for hours on end, but some questions ended up on the cutting room floor. And I wanted to ask about that 20 right. marathon. And like, I just want to say, man, you're an absolute beast. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cause I wasn't trained for it. And then <laughs> after, after that, I've done that. And then I, I healed my, my feet a little bit. And then, sure. then I did start uh, running uh, intensively now. I run between two and six kilometers per day since that day awesome. I've been running. Because it's been, uh, that 70K was like, uh, almost like living a life in, in 24 hours. The ups and the downs and the uh, the mental toughness and the, the mind, you know, trying to exit out of that, that thing and then fighting with myself and then mm -hmm. trying to... Uh, to uh, recondition myself into I'm going to make it there because that's what I wanted. You know, that's what I want. And that's since I've won, I've done that, I can go and I can pick up things in my mind and say, okay, I've done that. It was hell. I made it my world, but now it, it's going to help me to achieve uh, further in that goal. Like saying, okay, why would I put myself into such misery and pain? If it's not going to serve me later on mm -hmm. to achieve that, I want to, you know, sell out that that stadium. So it's uh, now it's it, it is a reason why it keeps me on it keeps me going on pushing towards that goal. Excellent, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for doing the show. Uh, please take a moment, let the audience know where they can follow you on social media. On Twitter at PCO is not human. On Instagram, same thing. PCO is not human. And on my Facebook fan page is the same thing. PCO is not human. And uh, PCO Pierre Carl Wallet on uh, YouTube. Yeah, subscribe and uh, you hit the bell button for notifications because every uh, Monday night, a new video is coming on and you'll be notified. And um, that's, what, that's what it is. You know? So uh, it's all fun. And uh, thank you so much for having me on your uh, podcast. It, uh, My it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And, and also thank you so much for sharing uh, every Monday night, uh, uh, retweeting, retweeting the video. So of I course, really it's, it's so much fun. People should be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, man. And, uh, and happy Halloween. Oh, you too. And uh, please keep in touch. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably, uh, as, as things evolve, we'll probably have to talk uh, a few more times again.
You can count on that. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's, that's good. Thank you so much. And uh, bye to everybody. That was my conversation with the one and only PCO talking ROH, Olympic Stadium, PCO Justice, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to catch PCO Justice on YouTube. Subscribe and hit the notification bell and be ready every time there, a new episode drops. Um, that was a hell of a month for the uh, Smarky Horror Podcast show, though. I suppose I should start getting used to calling it the Smark and Friends Podcast once again. Check out the rest of our Halloween specials. Had so much fun this month. On top of having a PCO, we all also spoke to pro wrestlers Holiday and Bob Animal Anger, as well as content creators from the Real Legitimate Apocalypse podcast, Cloak and Dagger Theater Company, and the Time Warp Radio podcast. Um, and if I do say so myself, these are some of the best episodes that we've done on this show. Um, so a huge thank you to this amazing crop of guests who uh, y- you made it so. You made these episodes outstanding, and I can't thank you enough. If you like what you heard this month, please head over to ratethispodcast.com slash smarkandfriends. Leave us a kind word. Drop us a couple stars. It means the world. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at smarkandfriends. Thanks for listening. The Smark and Friends podcast returns to regularly scheduled programming next week. Until then, friends. This has been... A Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew, pew.